0: Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy upfront. front. Thryzer can help verify Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 277 of Selling the Couch. I hope that you're doing well and having a good day. So what if I told you there was something simple that most of us could do daily, that it was absolutely free and required just 30 minutes to an hour of our time each day. And you never quite know what to expect each day you do this one thing. But doing this one thing yields some pretty amazing benefits for us as entrepreneurs. And incorporating this thing into my own life has changed my life and in health in ways that I didn't expect. So in today's session, we're actually talking all about it. Today's podcast is supported by Kelly Miranda and the team over at Zinimi. And I learned something recently, which is that, did you know this, that therapists are among the worst paid master's degrees? And Kelly and Miranda and the the team over at Zinimi believe that it's time to stop that. They actually have something called uh, business School for Therapists, which is basically this opportunity to to learn those business skills and those marketing skills that we often didn't learn. And even if we are a practice owner, there are likely gaps in our knowledge, and Business School for Therapists fills that that gap in that knowledge. They actually have a ton of really awesome free trainings on their site, and I encourage you to check it out. Uh, including a number of private practice masterclasses that are absolutely free. You can learn more about it over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Zinni Me. And Zinni is spelled Z-Y-N-N-Y-M-E. So just before we get started and go into the meat of today's podcast session, I guess I wanted to share a little bit of a story. And I know that many of us have incorporated new habits or patterns of living during this pandemic. For one, for at least for me, one of the things that I started doing is a four-day-a-week daily midday hike. Primarily during the weekdays, we as a family love hiking and we usually plan trips that allow us to get to places with ample hiking opportunities. And to Susan's embarrassment, I even deck out in my green floppy hat that has this piece of cloth that's sticking out the back to protect your neck. But I wouldn't exactly consider myself a hiker, especially on a weekly basis. That's changed during this pandemic. I also know that many of us have struggled, whether it's physically or financially or emotionally during this season, even prior to the pandemic. Uh, one of the things that I realized, and I've shared this in, in previous episodes, but I've struggled with both depression and anxiety throughout my life. And exercise has been that thing that has uh, helped to really center me in many ways. And so prior to the pandemic, I used to do a, like a morning high intensity interval training workout, something like 15, 20 minutes, nothing like too crazy. And then I would do full court basketball on Saturday mornings with a group of friends. And when this pandemic started, I knew that I could still do my morning workout, but I could intuitively feel that this was going to be really hard, especially because the gym we were going to had, you know, was shut down and it just wasn't safe to, you know, obviously play basketball and do all of those uh, different things. And what that practically, uh, well, the other thing I really had to consider is our little one was home with us for the first five months of the pandemic, because we just knew so little about the pandemic and we knew, we didn't know how it was transmitted and all of those different things. And so Susan's parents usually uh, watch Chloe, our little one, for multiple days of the week so that we can get our work done. But we just wanted to keep them safe and all of those different things. And so what that practically meant was that I was getting up or I went back to my early days of STC schedule, I call it, where I would wake up at 4 a.m. to do work before getting ready for the clinical day at 7 a.m. Except this time, instead of doing clinical work, it was watching our little one so that Susan could work. Then we'd switch it up so that I could work a few hours in the afternoon. And this is pretty much what we did for five days a week. In short, just a weekend, this was already taking such an emotional toll on me. I noticed that my anxiety and my depression were coming back with a vengeance, that I was not really sleeping well, and that I was just not as creative and more just trying to survive than anything else. So I decided that some of my afternoon work time, rather than trying to work and, and force things, it could just be better spent taking care of myself. And that's where the daily hike came in. I, I'd make a short like five-minute drive over to a local park that I absolutely love. It has this really peaceful stream that that hugs part of the trail. And so you're just walking through it. And on the side is this stream that's, you know, weaving through rocks and, and trees that have fallen down. It's absolutely serene. And there's even little fish. So, you know, um, on Fridays, when we do daddy-daughter days uh, with, with my daughter, we usually go to this park and there's like little fish there. And Chloe loves trying to find the little fish that are swimming in the stream. And honestly, once you're inside of this trail, you forget that, that you're just a few blocks from homes and cars and all of those different things. And what I started initially was kind this was a kind of a one to two a, a day a week thing. And it's slowly grown to somewhere around five, four to five days a week. And I'm averaging around 10 miles a week of hiking. And I noticed that my mood is just better, that I sleep better and uh, I'm more creative and I just seem more, I feel like more, much more centered. I've definitely done some other things, you know, getting back into therapy, uh, making sure of sleeping and and eating well, all of those different things. But I feel like the hike has definitely been a, an important part of it as well. And so as a research nerd, I got really curious about this intersection of hiking, mental health and entrepreneurship. And in today's episode, I wanted to share with you some of the really interesting data that I found about the benefits of hiking. And more specifically, I wanted to just share how hiking can benefit us as entrepreneurs, therapists, whatever we are doing in the world, online creation, any of those kind of things. So the very first reason, so the very first reason is that hiking keeps our mind sharp and agile. Now we know that all forms of exercise is really good for our health, but what's really interesting is that hiking, especially on trails, is quite a mental exercise. It requires a lot of navigation and accounting for elements that are not always predictable. It activates the part of our brain because hiking on a trail forces us to make these large and small adjustments to account for changing elements. So, for example, on my hike, I start out by, you know parking my car in this lot, going down a road and then over a bridge where there are low hanging branches that i have to account for as soon as i get off the bridge i have to decide whether i'll go to the right to the left or go kind of right uh, go slightly to the left and kind of up up a hill that takes you to a, a different trailhead once i'm on the trail itself there are places that are wider and narrower other places that suddenly go up so i have to slow my pace down and in other places, the gravel is not so even, so I have to be really careful there. Finally, you know, there are a couple of places where the deer love to hang out, so I have to be a little bit careful, so I don't disturb like a family of deer. Even yesterday, as I went on my hike, out of the blue, I, I came around this bend, and there was like this this mama deer, and and the mama deer crossed the trail, and then I could hear rustling in the in the in the trail where you know in the woods where the deer had come from, and I knew there were some some babies in there, but I think I ended up just walking past, and I knew I knew they were probably a little bit scared and just waiting for me to go go fast so and you know when I 'm on this trail, part of it depends on the season in the fall there's leaves that are falling, so some areas can be a little bit slick after the rain, and I have to account for that. one of the books that I'm reading now is. Daniel Levitin's book called Successful Aging. Dr. Levitin's a neuropsychologist, psychologist, and professor uh, emeritus at McGill University up in Montreal and a faculty fellow at UC Berkeley. And I came across this pretty interesting find in this book that hiking exercises the same parts of the brain that's designed to help us weave our way through life. So for example, there's actually this part of the brain called the Restrosplenial cortex, I hope that I'm pronouncing that right, and the hippocampus, which are both activated on hikes. These two parts, when exercised, help our memory as well. So, as entrepreneurs, I feel like it's so key to help keep our minds sharp and agile. It's that place where our most creative ideas really come from. The reason number two to do a hike is that hiking helps us to focus better. There's this study called Can Nature Walks with Psychological Tasks Improve Mood, Self-Reported Restoration, and Sustained Attention? Results from two experimental field studies by Passinen, Johnson, Lee, and Corpella. And they found that there's actually a difference between walking through a city or a sidewalk versus walking in a green space. So what they actually found is that green space green spaces like hiking trails, or if you have even something in the city, like a park where you can kind of walk through it, helps us to recover from attention overload, the mental fatigue that comes from looking and being surrounded by electronic devices most of the day. I think this is so important now because we live in this world where telehealth or coaching or consultations will be a part of most of our futures going forward. and. One of the things that I've just been doing on my hike to kind of minimize that exposure to electronics is that I just put my phone on airplane mode when I'm on a hike and I turn off all my notifications. It's a simple thing, but it's really just helped me to be really present. Another thing that I've done on my hikes is that there are some benches on the trails And one of my most favorite benches overlooks the rolling hills of this farm. It's absolutely stunning, especially if you are able to sit there right when the sun is coming up. And I will usually go and sit on this bench and do this simple exercise, a simple breathing exercise. Uh, I'm sure many of us have have done a version of this and, and perhaps even share with our clients. But Literally, I take five deep breaths. I breathe in through my nose, hold that breath for three to five seconds to create a little bit of tension, and then I slowly and mindfully release that breath. What I often notice is that when I come back and when I'm completed going through this exercise, my mind is just more focused and alert. The third reason to consider doing a hike and incorporating it into your daily routine as an entrepreneur is that hiking can spark some serious creativity. You know, one of the most important lessons that I've learned as an online creator is that there has to be periods of incubation between periods of deep work. For example, even with the script for this episode, I was really struggling putting it together yesterday. I just couldn't come up with the right words. I couldn't formulate it in the way that I was envisioning in my mind. I actually ended up The old Mel would have tried to like gut it out and just force myself to create something. Uh, And if I wasn't even like fully happy with it, I would have just, you know, kind of just, I don't know, maybe even, I don't know that I would have put it out there, but I think I would have definitely just kind of pushed my way through it and then eventually said, oh, I can always edit later or something like that, you know. But what I ended up doing is I ended up doing a hike and putting the script away until. Uh, The next day. And what I noticed on my hike was that even though I was not actively thinking about the content for the episode, my brain just started to wander and form these connections and things that I just hadn't thought of when I was in front of my computer trying to script for this episode. Now, side note, I do sometimes use Notion for my hikes. I created a previous episode all about building a second brain. So scroll through back through the uh, podcast sessions if you're interested in that. But it's basically this idea of Notion is the way that I have like a central repository of of keeping all my notes. So everything that I hear from TED Talks to anything like stuff I'm learning on online courses or YouTube videos or any of that kind of stuff. And within Notion, I have a page called my quick capture page. And what I usually then do on these hikes is I'll as things kind of come up, it's usually actually when I'm kind of sitting down on my bench, I will pull up my quick capture section. I'll write down the ideas that come to me, or I will sometimes just dictate it so that I kind of have a little bit more free flow spirit to it. Now, I'm sure all of us have had this experience where we're doing a hike, our mind wanders, and these new connections form. There's actually a term for this, which is called transient hypofrontality, big word there. Basically, we're amping down the activities in certain parts of our brain. So most notably in the frontal lobes, which are actually involved in higher processes such as memory, judgment, and language. And by turning those down a notch, the brain adopts a different style of thinking, one that usually leads to new insights that, for example, we wouldn't necessarily get at a desk. So as we we wrap up this episode, what I want to hear from you, if you do a hike, what benefits have you seen in your business and entrepreneurial journey? And when this episode goes live, we'll create a a thread in the STC community. You can join. It's absolutely free over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash community. And we can use it as a way to share our experiences with one another, because I do feel like our self-care habits are so important. Finally, I thought it would be really fun. This is dirty, baby fun but I thought it'd be really fun to create a kit of my self-care products. So for example, the hiking pants that I use, which are the feroci ones from outdoor research, and my hiking boots that I absolutely love. And so if you are interested in learning more about that gear and all of those different things, you can go to selling the couch dot com forward slash self care again that's sellingthecouch.com dot forward slash self care and before we wrap up we're doing a little bit of experimenting with the selling the couch podcast we used to do formal show notes on the website and I think that was getting a little bit confusing because we would have these like formal show notes and then some written content on the episode file itself. Even me explaining it right now, it feels a little bit confusing. So I've one of my big goals this year is just to simplify things. So we've now basically put these notes into each episode. In short, if you're listening now and click on the episode, now if you're driving, please don't do that. But when you get to a place where you can safely do this, you actually click on the description of this episode and you'll find the notes along with the list of my gear and software recommendations as well as some free and paid products and services if you need an additional layer of support, especially related to podcasting and online courses. I feel like those are two of my most favorite things to do and and talk about. And fortunate to have had really good success with them. Have a great rest of your day and uh, show notes to today's episode. Actually, we don't have show notes anymore. So have a great rest of your day and I will see you next time. Today's podcast is supported by Kelly Miranda and the team over at ZinniMe.com. I've gotten to know Kelly and Miranda here for the past, gosh, seven years now. And uh, I actually went through their business school for therapists. I would say it's one of those courses that's just been super pivotal in my own understanding of business. I felt like, like many of us, you know, I had never taken a business or marketing class in either undergrad or grad school. I don't know why, I think mainly maybe because, you know, like my, you know, well-meaning Indian parents wanted me to, guided me sort of toward uh, a certain career and uh, that was usually away from business. And But I, I really wish I had taken it, but I got the opportunity to do that by going through Kelly Miranda's Business School for Therapists. And they actually have a number of free trainings. And the one that I encourage you to check out on their site is they actually have this private practice masterclass where they dive in to these kind of like bigger core issues that even full practice owners get stuck on from being truly profitable and uh, protected from burnout. I feel like the burnout piece is so key, uh, especially as we continue in this pandemic. And even as we emerge out of it and then sort of in, Come into this endemic level, right? I think many of us are really thinking about how do you create a business that is long term sustainable. And I think many of us have shifted and prioritized things like connections with our loved ones and our own health, like, we prioritize those. And so I would definitely encourage you to check out that Private Practice Masterclass. You can find more information about it and a whole bunch of awesome resources for private practice owners over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Zini me. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com.